You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside nobody tonight. Believe it or not, my brothers have ditched me for better plans. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're they're both busy here tonight, but I'm happy to be with, here with you guys. It's just a crazy thing that this is the game they happen to miss. This is Starcast Circle Marks, by the way, for those of you that are listening and just tuning along to the show. We thank you for joining us. The Dallas Stars win by a final score tonight of 10 to 4. Not only do they get a touchdown, they put up the extra point and they get the uh they get the field goal to go along with it. Um Crazy tonight. Absolutely insane. This is the only the second time in Dallas Stars history that they've been able to put up 10 goals on another team. 10 goals on another team. The only other time that it happened was in February of a couple of years ago. It was a 10 to 2 win over the New York Rangers. And it I it was absolutely insane because I don't know why I remember this game, but I remember that game. And if you want to call me a liar you can even look this up but i didn't i swear i didn't look this up i swear that james neal was on the team and got a goal in that game he scored like the eighth ninth or tenth goal it was absolutely insane the stars put it up again here tonight so lots of things to talk about coming from this game tonight but biggest takeaways obviously the dallas stars offense has returned for this team this team is ridiculous uh it's bipolar if only we could get something like this on a consistent basis and i'm not saying 10 goals that's that's not going to happen every single game that would be absolutely insane but i mean the kind of offense that we saw tonight yeah i mean buffalo was really 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 bad defensively i don't think i've ever seen a team play that bad defensively and uh, we, we saw the Lindy Ruff era Dallas Stars, so it's nowhere near as bad as that. But, I mean, where can we get this offense more consistently from this team? Because 10 goals, I mean, I mean, Razor said it best, like, save some of those goals for other games, guys. Like, come on. Come on. We really need those goals for other times as well. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm happy about this game. There are some things that I'm a little concerned about, but we will get into that as well. But since I'm by myself here tonight, as you can see at the bottom of your screen, if you're watching live on YouTube or wherever you're watching, we will be taking live call. Well, I say we, I will be taking live call-in shows, uh, call-ins. Man, I cannot talk tonight. I'm just bewildered by this game tonight. Uh, you can call us at 214-586-0102 to kind of let me know what you think about this game. And let me know what you want to talk about. Hold off on those calls for just a second, though. And we'll get through some of the game here today. So right off the bat, no Alex Tuck for the Buffalo Sabres. That's kind of concerning. And Nils Lundqvist is out. And Hanley is in. 
So th- this is the first big thing I want to talk about is why was Nils Lundqvist out? I- is it something that I'm not seeing that Pete DeBoer is seeing? Because obviously there's something there. Maybe the assistant coach for the Dallas Stars who's running the defensive side of the team. But I, I was a little frustrated hearing that. And, and it's nothing against Hanley. I lo- for those of you that know and who have been listening to the podcast for a while, I love Hanley because he comes in and he comes in at random times. He doesn't get a consistent thing. He doesn't get a consistent game every, and he just gets thrown in every once in a while when the Stars' defense is struggling. And uh, he played well tonight. I thought Hanley did very well tonight. But I don't understand scratching Nils Lundqvist at this point in the season when we're trying to ramp up for the playoffs. This is a this is a time when I would expect you want him in the lineup every single game. So I, if Hanley is not the answer on defense, then we've already talked about it numerous times in that Thomas Harley, it needs to be called up here soon. And I, I don't know what, what else the stars can do. Cause I mean, they, they can't do anything else, but I do want to get into the defensive side of the game tonight too, before we get into the first period. But I don't know how to say this and it, it's going to sound like I'm ragging on him again because I ragged on him last game, but Ottinger had another off game tonight. Um, at one point, he led in one goal for every five shots in the game tonight. There was three goals on 15 shots at one point. And I think he got to pad his stats a little bit there in the third period when he was making some saves there towards the end. And he, made, he, he got better through the third period, but... He still has not been very good the last two games. And I I don't know if Razor is making an excuse when he kind of talked about it, but, you know, he's been letting in a lot of goals lately. He lets in four tonight, which normally that's a lot. And normally the team that scores four goals should win the game, but this is a a one-off. This is a crazy game. But Ottinger needs to be better. Uh, Especially the, the the third goal, which I think was Skinner's second goal. So I guess I'm kind of skipping ahead here a little bit. Maybe maybe it was. Yep, it was, it was the third goal in the third period. Excuse me. And it, it was a half-wall shot along the boards, and that's one that should absolutely never go in. Absolutely should never go in. So what is nice is that since Ottinger is a little bit off the past couple of games, the Stars have been able to kind of make up for it on, with their offensive side of the game. So, I it, it's still frustrating though. It's still frustrating though to to see him. Uh, we're going on the road, and he's been still on the road, but just hasn't done any good for them Thank you, internet. Um, Rob, with an interesting question over here. Why didn't we start Murray and goal? Uh, I think we're going to see Murray here soon. It, it only makes sense that we're going to see Murray here soon just because it just seems like he needs that Otter needs a break. Otter 100% needs a break, and he's not getting any help at all from anybody else for that matter. Wedgwood is still not ready to go, and Murray looked good. And now, again, it was against the Chicago Blackhawks, but still. It was still a a good game for Murray, and he made some big saves, especially early on when the Stars were not playing well against uh, Chicago. So 
I I think that he will probably maybe get a start. There was one specific game that I mentioned last episode that I could see Murray getting in if Wedgwood is not ready to go. I think it was the second game of the back-to-back against Vancouver. Yeah. Because you don't want to put him in there against Seattle because Seattle is going to be a desperate team. They're going to be looking to get some points. and Well, they're not super desperate, but they are a playoff team and they want to improve their standings. Um, and then you obviously don't want to put him in against Edmonton or Calgary. So I, I think if we see Murray, the best bet, we would see him against Vancouver in the second half of a back-to-back on Tuesday on the 14th. So that would be my best bet. But I would give him a shot at that. I mean, the Stars have been playing better as of late on both sides of the puck, although defensively they were a little iffy today. But I, I'd love to see Murray in for another game. Uh, and may, I, I really want Wedgwood back, but if that's the game, if, if Murray's going to get in, the game against Vancouver. I'm kind of rambling here a little bit. Okay. Anyways, getting into the first period. Uh, right off the bat, Dallas goes on the penalty kill, which was not good. I was very, very concerned at that point. But throughout the game, the penalty kill for the Dallas Stars was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic, especially in the first period. Um, You couldn't ask for anything better from the Stars and how they played there. The first five minutes of the period, I felt was dominate, not dominated, but it was spent, more time was spent in the Dallas zone. And I thought the Stars did very well in weathering the storm at the beginning of the game, which is something that you do when you're on the road. Obviously, the other team's going to come out strong because they're in their home barn. But Dallas did fantastic. And around the 14-minute mark, they started getting more pressure in the Buffalo zone. And Johnston would actually score the first goal of the game of 10. <sighs> Still insane. Uh, from Hawk and Paw, who takes a point shot. And uh, Tage Thompson, who had a turnover on that play. Tage, Tage Thompson had a very terrible game defensively tonight i would not be surprised if he was like a minus five or a minus six tonight so that would be interesting to see um kind of a scary situation for a split second when hints took a shot and it uh hit ben and it crumpled ben at first i didn't know what it was and then when i did realize what it was that it was a below the belt shot i was i was like okay i feel a little bit better that he's not like hurt, hurt, but I do feel for him. And I started laughing a little bit because I saw his face on the bench when, uh, and that's when I knew that he was okay. And I just wrote down, ouch. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. A couple of chances overall. Uh, Max Domi was excellent in the game tonight. I I just mentioned him because at the two thirty mark of the first period, he had a really good breakaway chance. And it, again, it was another Thompson turnover, Tage Thompson turnover. And then uh, Kiva Ranta also had a chance off of that as well. And that led to a Dallas power play. So during that power play, the Stars would go up 2 nothing. Pavelski scores off of a one-timer. Great shot by him. Robertson uh, being the dish master tonight. And that marks the sixth power play goal for the Dallas Stars in as many games. So we've been c- kind of complaining about the Stars' power play lately, and uh, they've been getting it going o- over the last six games, and that's why these the Stars have been 5-1-1 one, and one over the course of the last seven games. I don't think that's a coincidence that the power play is doing well and then the team overall has been doing well. And then literally not even 20 seconds later, Ben scores from a beautiful Miro Haskin impasse. Uh, I don't know what the Buffalo Sabres were doing there defensively, but Ben just continues his amazing season. We've been 
screaming to the heavens about how amazing he's been in his Renaissance season. That's his 27th of the year. He's going to hit 35 goals, probably. Let me rephrase that. He'll hit 30 goals. He might have a chance at hitting 35 if he continues this progression. And then one of the biggest things that uh, Razor mentioned was he has only not scored a point in five of the last 22 games. That is a mark of consistency for uh, Jamie Benn there, and he's been absolutely fantastic. And before I could even write that there were two goals in 18 seconds, Greenway, a uh, former Minnesota Wild who got traded at the deadline to the Buffalo Sabres from Minnesota, he scores his first with Buffalo. And it's just a wide-open opportunity after Dallas just can't get it out. And that was one of the few times in the first period that they just couldn't get it out of the zone, and Buffalo made Dallas pay for that. So overall, the first period, Buffalo pressed early, but Dallas weathered the storm, like I said. They took the lead, and it was a good period overall other than that one turnover that the Stars had. And three goals in 28 seconds in the last minute of the first period. So bonkers there, which would only be a revelation of what the rest of the game would entail for both of these teams. All right, and going into the second period, and uh, I see people are already talking about it. This is probably the biggest storyline coming out of the game tonight, Can, even though we scored 10 goals tonight, because this could be very, 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 very rough. Um, Whitehorse over here, I'll just pull up hit, uh, this person's comment. I missed what happened to Sagi. What happened? Um, apparently, a skate caught him above the knee, and he got sliced there. So... I'm hoping that it's okay and that it's not like a severed laceration of a tendon or something above that knee. And I mean, of course it would be right there because that's like the one place on the leg on the front of the leg where there's no padding. They've got the shin pad on the front and then obviously uh, the pants. So it's just really unfortunate. Hopefully it's just a precaution. All these stars didn't need second tonight, but this could be something going forward that could definitely hamper the stars in a very negative way because the, the four lines for Dallas, the way that they've been going since they went out and got Max Domi and Evgeny Dodonov, who also had a good game tonight, Evgeny Dodonov, it, it, it's looked great. And unfortunately, what that means is that puts Delandria off of the fourth line and kind of moves him up in the lineup onto that 2A, 2B line, whatever you want to call the the Sagan line. I guess it's the Domi line now with Sagan being hurt. But Deli is now playing kind of out of his role in what I would think. He's a great fourth liner. He can kind of fill in on the second line. He just doesn't get points on the second or third lines like we kind of need him to. So he's a decent fill-in, but that could hurt the Stars' ability to roll four lines going forward. So th that is something to look at going forward okay uh really good shift by the by the first line or by the bin line to start the second period so really great chance by ben right off the bat and uh, just like i mentioned landria out there in sagan spot the the first line also had a tenacious shift and uh, i'm stealing razor's words there but at the 1548 mark you could definitely see that the stars had dominated the game since the 15 minute mark of the first period shots are 23 to nine at roughly the 16 minute mark of the second period. So obviously 
you know, loving that the Stars are dominating here. So that that's what I want to see out of this team. That's another thing I want to talk about with this team. They dominated the game tonight. They 100% dominated the game tonight, and that's exactly what I want to see the Stars doing. Now, I'm not saying they have to put up 10 goals. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is from the defense forward, the Stars dominated the game. Goaltender, I, I still, Otter can be a lot better, but he didn't have to be tonight, which was nice. So I, I want to see this continue because if, if they dominate like this every single game, they're going to win 95% of the games. And they're going to have those off games every once in a while. Like we've seen, there was a 6-1 game earlier in the season. I think it was against Winnipeg or another team where they, they really just sucked it up. But they had been playing really well up to that point, and it was just a, a drop in the bag for one game. I'm fine with those drop in the bags for one game if... All of these other games, we're seeing the effort that we saw tonight. I mean, just complete and utter domination. This is exactly what I wanted and what I've been harping about on this podcast. The next quote I wanted to, wrote, to talk, talk about was Razor. It was my favorite. It was the Razorism of the night here. We, we should just start doing that as a segment in these after game reviews. Tried to crisscross and almost turned into applesauce. <laughs> I, I I love Razor. He's he's fantastic, uh, and he's talking about Dodonov and Ben almost colliding uh, on a rush chance as they go into the Buffalo zone. Just fantastic. I love I love Razor. So Domi gets denied again, and then right after that, bam, bam, bam. There's three goals. First, it's Kiviranta, and then second, it's Akpozo, the captain of the Buffalo Sabers, and then Ryan Suter. What the heck? Okay. He goes in for a two-on-one, and it somehow, somehow makes its way through. So, after three goals in less than a minute, at the end of the first period, in the middle of the second period, there's three goals within a span of a minute and a half. Well, I guess it was more like two minutes, but still, whatever. So, just bam, bam, bam. It Absolute insanity. Absolute insanity in this game tonight. It was fun. It was fun. I just don't want to see this every game. <laughs> Uh, at the seven minute mark, uh, shots are 30 to 11. And then I didn't write many notes after that because it was just ice is completely tilted in the stars favor. So it, it, there was no point in writing everything down. Uh, Domi again, Domi has another chance and he goes completely around Darlene. Fantastic play. I love seeing that play from Max Domi. And both of those guys are just fitting in fantastically. The Donoff and Domi. Dallas will get a power play at the end of the second period. But again, the, if you see these games, it's okay to have these every once in a while. They're fun. They're, they're, they're definitely fun. I, I loved watching this game tonight. But this is not going to be the normal for the Dallas Stars. And th that's what I'm keeping my fingers crossed on, especially the four goals that the Stars gave up tonight. So they just need to be a little bit better defensively. Hey, guys, it's Ryan here. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can be get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today opt in and place a same game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back.
I really want to see the Mavs do really well. So with the recent acquisition of Kyrie Irving to the Mavs, I'm just going to be taking the over every single time on DraftKings Sportsbook on his point totals because, I don't know, I'm just hoping that me betting on that is going to help him inconspicuously get more points. I don't know. I'm just going to be looking at that. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at... DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. At the beginning of the third period, I wrote down a couple of things. And at this point, the Stars had only scored five goals. So they doubled up in the third period. And at this point, before the third period even starts, there's already five different goal scorers for the Dallas Stars. And then they also highlight that Ben is now third in most multi-point games in franchise history, trailing behind Mike Madano and I believe Brian Bellows. If, if that's, I'm trying to remember that off the top of my head. Delandria had a turnover in his own zone, and to begin the third period, it kind of worried me a little bit. I I know that seems crazy, but it was 5-2, and this is the Buffalo Sabres. The Buffalo Sabres are the third-best offensive team in the National Hockey League. So if there's any team that can score in bunches, it's the Buffalo Sabres. And they do get one early in the third period at the 16-11 mark. Skinner, and we already talked about that. Otter should have had that. That was a really bad goal to give up. And that really worried me because, again, two-goal leads are the worst lead in the NHL nowadays. Um, I wanted to talk about this, too, because along with Domi showing all these offensive flares that we've seen him do and how well he's worked alongside Marchman and Sagan, I love some of the animosity that he showed, especially after Skinner scored the goal. And he was getting he was getting in it when the Buffalo Sabres were trying to get in at Otter. And there was a bunch of kerfuffle around Otter around the 15-minute mark of the third period. I loved seeing that. And after that, it's just all Dallas at this point. They score four unanswered goals. First, it's a Dadanoff daddy. He scores after Ben pressures the puck from the uh, Buffalo zone. So Dadanoff with points in four of the six games in a Dallas Stars sweater. Foxa scores from Domi after a mini two on O for Dallas, and it was below the hash marks, which was absolutely insane. The extra point is good at that point at seven to three. Uh, Foxa gets a breakaway goal as well, and then Hintz scores after a Buffalo turnover. So I was changing, I was changing something. I, I forgot what I was doing. There was something I was doing, and I missed three goals in a span of um, again another minute. Because it was Foxa, Hintz, and then Olofsson for the Buffalo Sabres kind of stops the bleed for a, a little bit. And it makes it 9-4. to four. It was a great pass by uh, J.J. Paterka, who's a good player for them, good rookie. And after that, they mentioned the only other game that the Stars have scored more goals in is the New York Rangers game that I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. And then Marchment scores from a cross-zone pass to make it 10-4. to four. And then that is the game. So the stars win by a final score of 10 to four tonight. They double up the Buffalo Sabres in the third period. I thought Buffalo had a chance to make the playoffs in the Eastern conference out there. After this game, I don't think they have a chance in the world, not a chance in the world. That gives me no hope for them that they're going to give 
any sort of effort after this game. I, I don't know how you come back from a game like this, I, especially when you get doubled up in the third period. I mean, the score was already 5-2 to two at the end of the second period. So it's just absolutely terrible. And then the score doubles for both teams there in the in the third period. So the only other thing I wanted to talk about, I thought this was kind of cute, but they were coming back from a commercial break after Marchman's goal, and there was a young Dallas Stars fan that was sitting behind the Dallas bench, and I guess he was trying to talk in between the two panels of glass, and DeBoer obviously heard him and turned around and acknowledged him. I thought that was kind of cool for DeBoer to do that. Uh, so anyways, uh, that's the game here tonight. So, uh, I'm going to give my biggest winner and biggest loser here, but if you guys want to go ahead and call in now and tell me what you guys thought about the game, I would love for you guys to join the conversation tonight. Uh, again, the number is down at the bottom of your screen. It's 214-586-0102. And I will be more than happy to accept your calls tonight. I'm ecstatic about the win tonight. It was fun. Just, I just hope it doesn't happen every single game, if you know what I mean. So, okay. Before I get into biggest winner, biggest loser, biggest takeaways, the Stars have got to be better defensively. Four goals is not normally going to win you the game, but still, I think that they could do better on that side of the puck. And then I, I think the second one is just let the offense continue for this team because this team needs to get these goals going, especially if Ottinger is going to be bad. And then that leads into my last takeaway out of this game, which is kind of the most frustrating thing playing-wise, is Otter's got to be better. And this is the second game in a row where he's looked very, 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 very rough. And I love that he's getting goal support now that he wasn't getting earlier. Uh, especially in the January, February kind of push. But he's got to be better. He has absolutely got to be better uh, from here on out. And I think he needs to get some rest. And hopefully Matt Murray or Wedgwood can come in and kind of relieve him. And I think the thing that looms over all of this is the Sagan injury. Sagan's been very good this year. Uh, not quite as good as Ben has been. But Sagan has been excellent for this team, and that leaves a giant, giant hole in the top six that we're going to have to figure out what we're going to have to do to fulfill that role on that second line for the Dallas Stars. And we'll see what DeBoer does with that. Maybe it's Delandria. Maybe they put Olufsen down and call up one of their more offensive forwards. Maybe we see Riley Barber from the AHL or Riley Damiani, or, I mean, this would be a perfect time, maybe even for Maverick Bork even. So we'll see what the Stars do to kind of fulfill that hole. <laughs> hey, Zach. And by the way, those of you that are listening, this is this is brother number two who's just listening to the podcast. Sorry, Zach, what's up? I know you, you mentioned Otter, and I think, kind of think of the same thing. I think he's just wore out. Um, I think uh, not having Wedgwood as an option to put in has just, he needs a week off. So I'm hoping Wedgwood comes up and gets, you know, once he's healthy, he can start two, three games in a row, give him a, a good long break. And then I think he'll come back ready to go. So uh, do you, would you give Matt Murray an option in net? And I mean, I mentioned the Vancouver game, or do you think that that's just something that Pete DeBoer doesn't want to mess with and the stars don't want to mess with? 
I mean, so far it has seemed like that's something they don't want to mess with. And I have a feeling they've been asking Otter, hey, are you good to go? Um, and Otter's been saying yes. I think they're going to be forced into giving Murray more of a chance now. Uh, I I just, especially after the last two games, uh, he's Otter's let in some weak goals. And I really do think it's just a, a, a tired mentally thing. What's been the roughest part of his game that you've noticed, Zach? Because for me, it's just been uh, rebound control more than anything. But his positioning is, is elite in the NHL. But his positioning has also been a little rough in the last two games. Is that is that something that you have noticed as well? I, I'd say the last two games, but then you, you only have to go back to the Colorado game to see him with a, with a lead back to elite uh, positioning because he he was stellar the Colorado game. So I really, like I said, I think he probably put a lot into that Colorado game, wore himself out. Uh, the last two games just has been not quite there. Um, and and I, it's been the weak goals for me, not even rebound control. Um, he's just had a couple that have just snuck in, right? And you don't, Otter does not usually give up those little freebies. The one that just Slid underneath his pad when he was in the right position tonight was like, I I don't think I've ever seen Otter do that before. So um, I think that's the the biggest thing from from what I'm thinking honestly. Um, and and really I think it comes down to mental stuff. I mean tonight, mental game is going to be a little bit weaker when you have a five goal lead anyway, so you're not going to be as focused. Um, but still would have been nice to see him be keep keep his head on a little bit a little bit tighter tonight. Well, and now that we're kind of talking about it, he's given up 12 goals in the last three games. So that's a, a 4.0 goals against average. And normally you could look at that stat and say it, it's kind of skewed. That doesn't really tell you how good a goaltender is. But you it, looking at the play that he's had lately, it, it's it's definitely indicative of how his game has gone in the past three games. It just has not been good enough. And thankfully, the Stars have been giving him some goal support. So, yeah. And again, I think you you look back to the Wedgwood injury, right? Like, when? How long has it been since we've had Wedgwood to give him a break? It's been a long time. Yeah. And, so, and clearly, we don't clearly we don't trust Murray enough to put him in there. Um, and I think I think that really is just because we're really wanting to hold on to that number one spot, right? If we were, I think if we're like third in the West right now, Murray gets more Murray gets more playing time. Really? If the Stars yeah. were lower in the standings? Yeah, I think I think if Stars are third in the West, um, but still, you know, plenty plenty good in the division, I think Murray gets more of a shot, honestly. See, I I think the exact opposite, honestly, Zach, because with where they are right now, I, I think they don't care if they finish first. I mean, it would be great if, if they would finish first, but if they don't finish first, it's not the end of the world. And home, they're, home, home ice advantage, man. I, I'm telling you, you get first, that's such a huge thing going into playoffs. Well, not for the Stars, I guess, because they have not played well at home. They play better on the road than they have at home this year. Recently, I agree, but it's playoff. You know, playoff hockey is a different beast. Oh, it's way different. Well, so, yeah, I, I really do think having having that shot of having the first seed going into playoffs is is a pretty big driving factor in why we haven't seen Murray as much. 
that's true. That, that's very true. Well, Zach, let me get your let, let me get your uh, idea on this. And this is really interesting. White Horse this is a very interesting comment that you make. It's worthy to talk about. Uh, they were saying at the beginning of the season that DeBoer was a goalie killer. Remember, it's because he plays the heck out of his number one goalie. So is that something that we should be concerned about? And he's kind of playing the crap out of Otter. And then when Otter gets to the playoffs, he's not going to be able to perform like he did against the Calgary Flames last year. Is that something we should be concerned about? Again, I don't think I, – I think the reason he's playing so much right now is because Wedgwood is out. I think if Wedgwood's in, he, Wedgwood gets his normal amount of playing time. Uh, I think this probably aim that Wedgwood ends up playing if he's healthy. Um, because you have, the, you have the Colorado game. That's a, a big, important game. Lots on the line. Have to play good there. You have the Calgary game, another big, important game. You got to play good there. Um, and then Sabres, you know, kind of middle of the pack, a lot of young guys. I think this is one that they would have given to Wedgwood. So um, I, I, I really think that injury is hurting us, to be completely honest. But um, I think once he comes back or once Otter finally – I think, again, I think it's a little bit up to Otter on that side actually saying that he's good to go. But um, I think once we get him a rest, he, he'll be back, back up to form. I, I don't think he's played uh, – too many more games than he usually does in his in last season, right? Should I think he's played more. Sure I haven't he's played more. I think it's been more this year than last year, especially. But I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Zach, thanks for calling in, bud. Yep, I'll have to look at the stats on that one. <laughs> yep. Well, text me later. Let me know what you find because uh, yep. I'll I'll be doing some stuff too. Love you, bud. Awesome. Love you. Bye. See ya. That was Zach, my brother, number two from the same mother. Um, again, if you want to call in, uh, the, the phone lines are still open, and let me know what you guys think about this game. 214-586-0102. That's a 214-586-0102. I'll, I'll leave it open just for a couple more minutes and just wait and see if anybody calls in, and uh, we'll go from there. So... Uh, I do want to go back to the otter situation and the the white horse comment because the white horse I, I love that you commented that because that opened up a whole dialogue of what we could talk about. I, I think otter is going to need a little bit more rest this year, and I think over these last twenty games, especially the last ten before you go into the playoffs, I think he's going to need a little bit more rest. And I think you just have to understand that. I don't want to say you shouldn't care, but it shouldn't be as important to get first in the division at this point. Just from a a mental side, don't stress yourself out. You're going to be in the playoffs. It doesn't really matter all that much. The seeding in the playoffs, it's just matters of just getting there a lot of the time. And we've seen that. I mean, look at Florida, for example. Florida got first in the NHL last year, had the best regular season in a long time from any teams, honestly. It's probably since the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning won like 62 games in the regular season. And then now it looks like they're going to be out of the playoffs. I, I don't think that they make it. So it really just absolutely depends on 
how the stars feel, which way they're going to go, whether they're all gung-ho about, no, we're absolutely 100% going for that top central division uh, projectile, the top of the tippy top of the mountain of the central division, or if they're just going to be content with making the playoffs and resting Otter. I, I think that's just going to be a huge benefit for whoever they play against because no matter who they play, Otter is going to have to be one of our best players in order for us to be successful in the playoffs. And he's shown in the past, not just in the playoffs last year against Calgary, but in his career, all the way back to when he was a freshman in high school playing at the Minnesota high school hockey tournament and, you know, winning that whole shebang. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how he does. And I, I think that's just such a huge benefit if you just relax about the whole go for the first, go for first in the division thing. So anyways, uh, I'm not hearing any other phone calls coming in. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for tonight. But again, thank you for all of you guys commenting over in the side. It makes things a lot easier, especially when Chris and James are not here. Screw you, Christian James. I don't like y'all. And they missed a good one tonight. This is a game that I think they both would have loved to talk about. So, but you know, James is working. Chris is hanging out with a a buddy. So, anyways, uh, thank you guys for again for being along with us tonight. Please consider going to sarcasticremarks.com, checking out all the latest information from our podcast there. Uh, please consider also leaving a five star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Click like and subscribe on YouTube or on Twitch. And also, we will be doing a special live episode. I forgot to mention this in the last podcast episode, but we will be doing a live episode at the American Airlines Center on the 25th of this month against the Vancouver Canucks. I don't even remember who we're playing. That's bad. I should know that. But it is the 25th. I know that. Yes, it is against the Vancouver Canucks. So two weeks from Saturday. And that's going to be a great thing. We're going to be doing it hopefully outside on PNC Plaza, but we'll see. We, we, I got to talk to people and figure out all the details and stuff like that, but we'll see y'all there. And I would love to meet you guys because this will be my first Dallas Stars game in almost two years because I live way out in the middle of nowhere, West Texas, six hours away from the DFW area. So I am so stinking excited. It's been so long. I'm ready to get back and be with my Stars family. So, Anyways, guys, along with nobody, my name is Ryan, and we will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic afternoon, morning, evening, whenever you guys are listening, and since Chris is not here tonight to say it, GG boys. We'll see you guys.